Welcome to POP, a piece of what's going on here at Peace. My name's Pastor Tony Katko. I'm recording this on Monday, February 21st. This is a shortened version of our message from Sunday, where you can spend a few minutes in devotion, connecting with God, and with the community here at Peace. We're spending a couple weeks talking about the Sabbath, because holy rest, when we take a pause from being productive, is meant to be a gift. And it's a gift I think a lot of us could use right now. So this week, we'll look at where the Sabbath fits into the Ten Commandments, and next week, we'll look at God resting in Genesis. The Ten Commandments show up in Exodus and in Deuteronomy, and we're going to look at the Deuteronomy version, which is in chapter 5, starting with verse 12. Observe the Sabbath day and keep it holy, as the Lord your God commanded you. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, But the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. You shall not do any work. Now, this is the part of the command we remember. It's about personal rest, about self-care. But notice what comes next. You shall not do any work. You or your son or your daughter or your male or female slave or your ox or your donkey or any of your livestock or the resident alien, the foreigners living in your towns, so that your male and female slave may rest as well as you. So it turns out the Sabbath isn't just about finding rest for ourselves. It's about making sure everyone gets to rest. And then God tells the people of Israel why the Sabbath is so important. Remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt, and the Lord your God brought you out from there with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. Therefore, the Lord your God commanded you to keep the Sabbath day. Back in Exodus, the people of Israel were slaves for 400 years in Egypt, and they were worked nonstop. At one point in the story, Moses and Aaron ask Pharaoh for three days so that Israel can go and sacrifice to God, and then they'll come back and do their work. And Pharaoh says no, but he doesn't stop there. He decides his slaves are forgetting their place. The Israelites who are tasked with making bricks, Pharaoh decides he's going to give them less supplies, but they have to produce the same amount of bricks in the same amount of time as before. And of course, they start to complain that this isn't reasonable. We were already overworked doing as much as we can before. And the masters tell them, just work harder, just make more bricks. And so their lives at this point in the story had become nothing more than how many bricks they could make how much they could produce. But God, of course, hears their cries. God sets them free from slavery. And this is where the Sabbath comes in. They're finally free after 400 years of being slaves. And God tells them, remember what it was like in Egypt. Remember when your life was only valued by what you could produce and you never had time to rest. And make sure when you're in charge that that doesn't happen again. So from now on, everyone will take a regular Sabbath. You and your family and everyone who works for you. But don't forget about the animals or the immigrants or the slaves in your town. Remember that you were slaves and God set you free. Don't be like Egypt. One of the great ironies of the Sabbath commandment is it's one of the passages from Scripture that Christian American slave owners like to use to defend their right to own slaves. And it's not hard to see their argument. It says it right there in the Ten Commandments. 
that we should give our slaves a Sabbath day. God doesn't say we can't have slaves. God just tells us to be decent masters. So technically, these slave owners were following the letter of the law, but they were missing the point, the point that led to the Ten Commandments in the first place. Before God lists these commands of what you shall do and what you shall not do, God says this, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. God led them out of slavery in Egypt. Don't be like Egypt. So you see, the Sabbath is really about protecting the human dignity of all people. To make sure that no one is a slave and that no one is a slave to productivity. And I think that's what we really struggle with in our society. We all know the consequences of the 24-7 world that we live in. There's this technology at our fingertips that keeps us constantly connected. And many of us feel like we can never fully disconnect from that. And don't get me wrong, there are so many benefits of this technology, of course. But these tools for our work lives and our social lives, they hold so much power over us that it's easy for our time and our attention to become slaves to that technology. You see, there's this sense that we've forgotten God wants us to be free and we're choosing to live as slaves. And we think that we are too valuable to ever let go and unplug. But it's really because we are so valuable to God that we need to let go and unplug sometimes. So as we think about this gift of holy rest, we remember that God is always present with us. So how can we find ways to unplug so that we can be present too? I want to end this week with a prayer of blessing by Christine Paintsner. God of holy rest, on the seventh day you paused, laying down the work of creation and entered into sacred stillness. Let us remember we were freed from slavery in Egypt and you called us to be people of liberation. Kindle in us the strength to say no to a world of perpetual busyness. Inspire us to set aside all of our plans and goals to receive the lavish gift of rest for ourselves. Let the Sabbath be a time of profound renewal, of intimate connection with you, and a rekindling of our holy desire to be of service. Sustain in us the desire to simply be and not succumb to the demands of productivity and an endless string of achievements. Let our lives be a loving witness to a world of restoration and refreshment, of the profound goodness of joy and delight, taking pleasure in the generous gift of pausing.